Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. This is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call in your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like, we're on them all. Listen to the Hog Call live at iPatio.com, the only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, razorback podcast created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans to find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support us financially at our Patreon page. Even $1 will go a long way in updating the equipment or providing server space to store our episodes. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Call and leave a voicemail at 812-850-0110 or send an email to hogcallpodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter or you can reach out to us on the Facebook page. However you'd like. We'll get you on air. All right. It's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Hey, pretty good. It's been a rainy fall day here up in the Ozarks and kind of feels uh, uh, in the Kind of uh, feels like basketball season. What do you think? Absolutely. You know, I think uh, that's what we're going to be uh, focusing on this week, being the bye week for football and everything. And uh, you know, I think I think maybe we just do one quick short statement about the about the uh, Razorback football program, and then we get right into basketball. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good. Anybody that's listening to our uh, podcast is obviously, and if you're interested in Razorback basketball you're probably interested in raising that football and so you've watched the game so it's pretty easy to kind of determine why we don't want to talk about it too much on this one yeah absolutely and you know we're trying to cover all this there's a lot of podcasts out there and most other podcasts just focus strictly on football and that's fine and dandy but uh we're all about the hogs you know we like the hockey team we like the baseball team we like the basketball team we like the football team we want to try to bring you hog covers across the board we don't want to just focus on one area and I think that's important. Oh, exactly. Uh, in fact, I'm watching the – got the uh, Arkansas-Colorado State hockey game up on my computer while we're recording. So uh, Yeah, absolutely. Me too, man. What a great game this has been. You know, the cool thing about this game is that, uh, you know, the Razorbacks have really come out strong in this hockey game and have really taken it to Colorado State University. And you got to think, maybe that is because of the uh, the football game. And uh, how that all went down, but they, you know, usually they come out a little slow, they play a little more defensively, but they they came out offensively and just taking it to them. Yeah, maybe it's just because uh, they seem as mad as we are about that Colorado State uh, football game. Uh, they've been coming out aggressive, and uh, mm-hmm. it's it's a zero zero right now in period one. But uh, I think Arkansas just feels the way they didn't get close to the net at least and get some shots. They're gonna get a point on the board here pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that statement. Well, all right. So my one football statement is this: is obviously we're the worst team in the SEC. We can't beat Vanderbilt. You know, everybody's saying that Coach Morris is 
a great coach, great recruiting class, and this, that, and other. I saw his record at uh, SMU, and he only won like two games. It looks like he's only going to win two games this year, which is going to be the worst Razorback football season we've ever had in the history of our program. So next year maybe we'll get four wins. That's what he did uh, at SMU, and um, you know maybe that's what we're looking at here. I'm just I'm, I'm not happy with it at all. I feel like. You know, the defense can't put it together when the offense put it together. When the offense puts it together, the defense can't put it together. When they both put it together, they can't go a full game. It all comes back to coaching, in my opinion. Everybody wants to say, well, you got to look at this recruiting class coming in. and He's got, you know, he's not, he doesn't have the best players and this, that, and other. And, you know, like I said before, our previous recruiting classes were good. Were excellent recruiting classes. Everybody was all hyped about those and how good those players were. Now all of a sudden, those players aren't any good anymore. And last year, everybody was like, "Oh, you know, we got good players on the team. They're just not being coached, right?" And now all of a sudden, it's, "Oh, we don't have good players." And all of a sudden, it's all on the players, and the players aren't no good. This, that, and other. I think we've got good players. I think we've got coaching issues. That's what I feel like it is. Um, I'm going to watch that game again because, I'll be honest, I haven't watched it for the second time like I always do for you guys. And after I watch it again, we're going to definitely bring you guys a more thorough football analysis next week. But that's my one statement. What's your Yeah, that's good. No, I have to agree with you. Um, uh, kind of like you started, um, uh, we're the last place team in the SEC. There's no arguing that uh, fact, and it's embarrassing. Um Nothing seems good right now. I, I got overly excited about shutting out Tulsa. That was stupid. And then I'm excited about the Vanderbilt game. We came out 7 nothing, and then just allowed 49 points to Vanderbilt. And we're the worst team in the SEC. So I'm ready to move on. Well, we're not going to be the worst team in the SEC in basketball. Absolutely. So, hey, let's move on. We got the hockey game going. Hopefully you got the hockey game going. Every You're listening to us live right now. You can stream it on YouTube. You can go to our Twitter. You can go to our Facebook page. Click the link. Watch the hockey game. And let's do this thing together. Yeah, that's awesome. Zamboni's this intermission. Zamboni's going over the high. So Still got two periods. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. More than half a game. Excellent. Um, So basketball, I guess that's what we're moving on to, right? Yeah. Um, Kind of a new season. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. No, no. And I guess I just wanted to say that, you know, and I said this last podcast, I'm very disappointed that I can sit here and watch a club hockey game. I got announcers. I got everything I need. You know what I mean? It's at mm-hmm. the Jones Center, not even on campus. They're having to fund all this themselves. And the University of Arkansas cannot stream the exhibition games for the Razorbacks. Yeah. They're going to stream the red-white game and every exhibition game. And if you can't do it, call the hockey team and have their camera guys come on down and do it because they do a pretty darn good job. Yeah, I don't understand it. Uh, just have somebody up with a just a rotating camera, just kind of like this. One side, when court uh, plays on one side of the court, go to that side and close it back over. Not that hard. You can just have the PA above the, uh, you know. So you have the falling line stats play by play, but you can't tell anything from that, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And a couple minute highlights we were provided. That that didn't cut it. Um, so it's, uh, it's kind of hard to we're just kind of go off box scores and stuff. So it's gonna be hard to really kind of like football where we didn't get to see any practices. We won't really know until 
Um, we play Texas in the opening game. So is that November 9th? I believe that is. And that'll yeah. be fun to play Texas on November 9th. Get to watch mm-hmm. that game. It'll be on ESPN3. It'll be a, you know, be a, 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 a nice production that we'll get to watch. And then we'll pretty much have every game on TV that we'll get to watch. Nice production. Uh, but still, disappointed they can't just bring me the exhibition games. They can't bring me the red-white games. They're a live streaming event with the technology you got these days. You know, I'm not asking you to even bring me anything professional. I just want to watch them. You know, I just want to watch them. Like, even if it's just like it's a high school game. You know, most of the high schools around here, you can watch the games on Friday night. I just want to watch the game. Yeah, I mean, everything else about the uh, game uh, um, in the arena while the game's going on, uh, it's the same as the regular game. So that's just the only thing missing. Is if you want to build uh, some support for it, show it, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. the football season Show the games and build some excitement for the season. I mean, I'm, exci- I'm really excited about it, uh, but I'd be even more like when I could kind of recognize the new players more. we got nine newcomers coming in, uh, mm-hmm. two returning starters. So, hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just about you want our support as a fan. Mm-hmm. You want the fans to come down and pack the arena and understand that. But you got to meet us halfway. The University of Arkansas should do their part, and by not getting that out there in some format or fashion, you're not really doing your part to excite the fans, get the fans bought in for basketball like you could be doing. So, you know, if, you know, I, I just, you know, I just want to say, you know, there's opportunity there to get more fan excitement, get more more of the fan base bought in before the basketball season. And, um, you know, I'm going to watch the games. I'm going to be bought in. I think everybody that's going to watch the games is going to be bought in. But I just think you just got more of an opportunity is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, especially for that. Uh, the Texas game is in El Paso, kind of a, a neutral site. And then the first home game uh, is on a Monday night. So if they want a good crowd for that, especially on a Monday, I mean, mm-hmm. those things Exactly. And you got Mike Anderson. He never uh, lost a uh, exhibition game yet. You know, and he's got, uh, what is it, is it 15 straight, I think, that he's, mm-hmm. he's won at Arkansas exhibition games, and they're always mm-hmm. lopsided games. I like those types of games, especially in basketball. You know, I love it whenever it's a 95-43 game in basketball, and, it's, and, and the Hogs are out there showing off and carrying on, and, and you don't have to get so worried whenever they, you know, whenever they uh, whenever they throw, you know, five or six uh, uh uh, turnovers in the first, mm-hmm. I was going to say interceptions. <laughs> but whenever oh, yeah. five or six turnovers, um, you don't have to get so worried about it. You know, like there's a lot of turnovers in that first half, you don't have to get so worried about it. You know you're going to beat that team. You know that you're practicing. It's a fun game to watch, you know? Yeah, especially, I mean, at home, you know, they're, I mean, the players are putting up points. Uh, usually there's dunks, you know, and get their confidence going. And you kind of, mm-hmm. uh, get to see how they're, I mean, they're playing different lineups than they are, you know, as the season progresses, so they're trying different combinations. Um, mm-hmm. I like those games. Well, it's a little uh, cushion instead of a close, tightening game. I don't mind a couple games at the uh, beginning of the year to, you know. Yeah, and for me, it, absolutely. And for me, like a, a fan's perspective purely, you know, I know you coached a lot of basketball and so on and so forth, so, you know, you bring a different perspective. But from a fan's perspective, for me, when I watch – um, the basketball games, you know, I can see, you know, what kind of zones we're running and, and uh, just, you know, 
who, who we're going to have, you know, uh, mm-hmm. playing in what position or whatnot and, and uh, you know, the speed of the game and how we're going to, you know, you just kind of gather a little bit of information about how you're going to go into the season. And I remember when I was a student at the U of A watching these exhibition games and stuff and going up there, you just got to feel for what the rest of the season was going to look like because, you know, um, but it changed. It changed a lot. And I know it might have changed the one with Pelfer. Is there He's changing the scheme every year. You know, Mike Anderson, not so much, but um, well, definitely this year. This year's the start with all the new the new players. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a bunch of freshmen and a couple uh, Chico guys are, are transfers. So I I have no idea what to expect. You know, kind of looking uh, we get a lot of the minutes and look at the plays and. Uh, scoring and stuff, but uh, red-white game, you definitely don't get because they all play about 30, 40 minutes, you know, a full game and split the squad, but in those mm-hmm. exhibition games, you see how the uh, minutes are going to be spread out and uh, who's, who's getting a lot of shots and uh, who's kind of stepping up. Yeah, and too, we wouldn't have to sit here and talk about what we would be looking at and how we would be analyzing it for you. We'd actually be analyzing it and looking at it for you guys, you know, and be able mm-hmm. to say, oh, we saw this or we saw that. You know, I know I read there was a bunch of, uh, there was a bunch of uh, turnovers in the first uh, half of the game, right? But Yeah. Oh. No, I'm just saying, I didn't see those. I don't know, you know, where those come from. Do those come from passes? Do those come from, you know, were they stolen dribbles? Like, I don't know what those turnovers look like, you know. Was it a turnover where we kicked the ball? And, and You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, you can't gauge it. Yeah, we had uh, 13 turnovers in the first half and then yeah. cut, it down to, cut it down to seven in the second half. The score was 30-24 Arkansas in the halftime. And then the second half, we outscored them 66-23. to 23, so. Wow, 30-24 like to 24 that first half? I think they had the, the team we played Tuscal, and they had gotten up on the. I think it was eight nothing before we even scored. So uh, wow. from there, we kind of. I like to see that we kind of adjusted to that and outscored them pretty good the rest of the game. It's nice to see we can come back from a deficit for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I just noticed that our point guard this year, Jalen Harris, who's a transfer, he had mm-hmm. in that second half. He had. I don't know. Looking at that, that must have been the first half. Yeah. No, second half he had seven assists and no turnovers. So okay, he can get that all the time. That's that's fantastic. And he he's playing that uh, that that who is that that he's playing with? He's uh, Keyshawn uh, Simpson's uh, rotating in with him, isn't that right? Oh yeah. The, well, do you know what that looks like or how that? Oh, <laughs> oh no, not too much. So we didn't get to see it, but um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. No, no, that's good. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. I was like, but they do with him. Uh, yeah, so Paris, if he's a point, starting point guard, then uh, Desi Seals and uh, Ember, uh, Keyshawn Ember Simpson, they both played about 20 minutes, too. Uh, they play a lot of that guard, uh, point guard spot. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Uh, they'll be the ones who are leaving him. Yeah, I just know the article that I read said there's some potential for him there. He did a good job when he needed to come in and so on and so forth. So, you know, that's very vague. doesn't really tell me no. <laughs> much of anything, you know. But It's, it's so hard until you get to watch the games. But yeah, that's definitely positive. Um, those are two I mean, they're true freshmen coming in. I mean, uh, 
both are pretty, I mean, solidly rated, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, four stars probably. And uh, Desi Seals is more defense-oriented. But uh, remember, since I've not known too much of it, Seals uh, played at Jonesboro in the championship. Pretty good tw- average 20 points a game there. Uh, mm-hmm. Since Vincent played in Oklahoma, I mean, he was, I think he might have won Oklahoma Player of the Year one year, so. And then we got that cat from base, though, right? That... <laughs> so that... there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, uh, we talking about, uh, we got Daniel Gafford from El Dorado. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Sorry, man. Sorry. No, that's all right. They were based. So that's all right. Uh, we're all over the place. Yeah, I got to say it, you know, but we did want to talk basketball a little bit. So I apologize for that. Yeah, he's a. Uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be a big guy down low, right? Like, he's going to be in the paint. He's going to be the one that's going to be smashing the, you know, that, that's, that's what, yeah, I said it in the last podcast. Thing. That's what I really like to see. You know, that's what I, I'm, I'm excited about. I like those big O types. You know, players Oliver Miller, so close, Captain coming there and shut down. Uh, you know, Shaquille O'Neal and do what they got to do. Oh yeah, and they said uh, one of the highlights from the uh, one of the Red White or exhibition games. He missed the shot inside, and then uh, uh, tip tip slammed it uh, his own miss right after that. So he's he's real <laughs> athletic. He, he can run the court. He's a dump machine. Uh, yeah, and like most of any NBA kind of mock draft, you know. Uh-huh. Are all like are pretty much all project him to be in the uh, be a lottery pick, which is first fourteen, maybe top ten. You know, so he could have a big year. Yeah, I think he was the only one that was named to the SEC All SEC team or what. Yeah, he was named the first team All SEC. Yeah, nobody else really made it on any of the teams, but he's first team, so it's definitely going to be centered around Gafford and a uh, good reason. Uh, he averaged mm-hmm. about twelve points last year, six seven rebounds, two or three blocks a game. This year, you know, I bet he averages. 18, 20 points, uh, mm-hmm. double digits rebound, probably three or four blocks. I think he's going to have a big year. Keep him out of foul trouble and keep him healthy, man. And, uh, he's going to be the centerpiece for a good year. Yeah, that's exciting. And then you got uh, the, Isaiah Joe. He's supposed to be uh, he's supposed to be a hot shot too, right? Yeah, uh, shooting guard. He started. Uh, he's one of the true freshmen too. Uh, he in the red and white game he hit nine threes. He was nine out of fourteen, and against Tuscaloosa, he was five out of eight. So he can really shoot it. Uh, he's six five, so he can rise up over uh, shorter guards. Um, which is not. I will say, I will say, it looked like he was a little full of himself whenever they he was doing a little interview there, and they were they were asking him, you know, like, you know, how how, do you, how did it feel to come in, you know, to the University of Arkansas and throw up all these, you know. Uh, these uh, three-point shots and, and whatnot. He was like, well, you know, that's what they brought me in here to do. It's not really exciting for me. It's just I'm just doing my job. And I was like, really? <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah. Well, they tell him what the, you know, like, oh, you know. And, oh, he's just saying that's what probably Anderson told him. He's going to have to come in and score. I mean, he gets, you know, he gets to take a lot of shots. So it's kind of true what he's saying, though. They're alive. They need somebody to step up and score 20 and break out 30. Mm-hmm. The game shooting the ball, so I can't really blame him for having that kind of confidence. You need confidence as a shooter. Yes, I know in high school it says here they put up uh, 22.8 points, 4.4 rebounds, 3.4 assists, and 2.9 steals whenever they went to the 7A state title. So that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, he's, 
Yeah, I mean, he's playing in the uh, highest classification at Northside, playing in the 7A West. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a pretty tough tough conference. So with Fayetteville, always good. And, okay. Uh, Rogers and Bentonville and places like that. Uh, so well, he had pretty good 23 points a game. It's quite a bit. I know, and then he shot about, I think he shot himself somewhere. He shot uh, 50% all of threes in the uh, his AAU summer ball. So. Oh, okay. Hopefully he will. Hopefully uh, he keeps up his hot shooting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He is starting that game, so it's kind of interesting to see kind of who's the starters because you don't know. He did start the exhibition game, so look like uh, Harris we talked about, Isaiah Joe, Gafford, and then uh, one of the other guys that started with A.J. O'Bailey, and he's one of the two returning starters. And he'll, he'll be more the uh, power forward, small forward spot. Oh, okay. So he's six seven. Uh, he's a junior this year, so he's, I guess he's the. Uh, we don't have any seniors this year. We got a junior in Bailey, or yeah, Bailey, and then sophomore in Gafford, and sophomore in Gabe Osaboy, and then Jonathan Holmes will walk on. He's a junior, but pretty young team. But uh, so hopefully Bailey steps it up. And I know Coach Anderson said they've been practicing really well. These young guys have been like running the court really well and handling the two-a-day practice and everything really well, which is a testament. I remember when Mike came in and uh, he was running him up the hill behind uh, the Northwest Quads back there. And uh, what what street is that on, Tim? I know they uh, still run Cleveland Hill. Cleveland, Cleveland a lot. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, and, like, that is a beast. That is mm-hmm. a beast of a hill to run. So uh, That's a beast of a hill to even drive. <laughs> I've had a couple of cars that couldn't make it up that thing so the transmission wasn't too hard. <laughs> if you can't, oh yeah, remember how I used to live off our wedding kids and, uh, uh, for a little bit and we had to go that way up to the university. You had to go up that way. Oh. Goodness, I was driving a Honda Civic at the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it was a up there. <laughs> Goodness, no. But yeah, it, but I think, I feel like earlier I saw all these players kind of uh, handles it pretty well. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good sign that they're able to come into these really tough, really hard practices that that uh, Coach Anderson has, and they're able to impress Coach. You know, he's not he's not, uh, and I don't think he's just saying that. He's, uh, he's the type of guy that's going to say, you know, I don't think they did well. We can do better. You know, he he doesn't usually give kudos unless there's there's kudos deserved. Oh yeah, he's you know he usually plays that. Uh, just coach speak, you know, of, uh, I don't know, we can get a lot better, but he does, he has actually been kind of shown some confidence. These guys, a lot of these guys, uh, have the top, I think, top three or four, five players from Arkansas, and then, you know, the recruiting classes are just kind of consistent, considered. So he kind of bobbled up, got a bunch of Arkansas guys on the uh, roster, a couple of them played together on, in summer ball, you know, mm-hmm. so it seems to be already good chemistry and kind of been around and, uh, I don't know, it's going to be a different year, but I, I think he's got a reason. Uh, they're going to be pretty talented, probably hopefully play a little better defense. Oh, yeah. And I know we're talking about all the new people that are in there, but think about this. I mean, we're losing Macon. We're losing Bradford. We're losing Beard. You know, Dustin Thomas we're losing. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, Macon, uh, and we were just, you know, last year, so. You're right. Those are like big-time players. You know? Most of them, I mean, Gafford's only, I mean, Bailey started half the games last year, and Gafford, but Gafford started uh, every game. That's pretty much one 
the whole season starter coming back. Mm-hmm. The guys uh, left. That's a, I mean, it's a whole new, uh, you know, team. Usually that's that much turnovers. Very unheard of, but that's just the way kind of numbers worked out. Yeah. So what do you think? Is that is that going to totally limit us where we cannot um, we cannot compete in the SEC? Is that going is that is there going to be a situation where we're going to be better than people think we are? I know that Anderson said he thought we were going to be ranked last. Uh, said I think it'd be twelfth, and we were ranked tenth. So he was saying that that, that was that he's already. You know, excited about about that, and um, I guess my question to you is, is, what prognosis does have it all these new basketball players coming in? Because I know a lot of players leave early for basketball, so you don't have them there as long as you do with a football. Team. Yeah, I mean, so you, you know, some teams are having to play with new players, right? Like, I mean, Kentucky. They're going to have new players this year, too, right? So, like, yeah, I mean, most any, a lot of the good teams recruit the best players. I mean, even Duke's got uh, starting to become that way with uh, mm-hmm. Coach K always kind of, you know, preaching against that kind of one and done. And now, I mean, Kansas gets those guys, and uh, Kentucky always is a new team. So it's just kind of, especially when it's talent. I mean, it's a lot of like uh, good, really good players, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not like they're just wow, where they get these guys, you know, like. This is going to be bad, and then you got a top ten draft pick, you know, that mm-hmm. you know out of uh, all the basketball players in Europe and three hundred and something Division one colleges alone, and he's you know considered the top ten pro prospects. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I still I think it's going to be a sneak in the tournament kind of year, but they could be really good at good jail and by the end of the season, like beat Anderson's best year. But I mean, we really don't know. I don't think they're going to be. I know in the last five years. Uh, Mike Anderson's teams at Arkansas finished above the always either finished above the media prediction. So if we're predicted, you know, predicted tenth out of fourteen teams, we'll probably I think we'll still finish, you know, top eight, top six, and that's is good enough. We're eighteenth to go to the tournament. Yeah, we're a seventh, right? We're in a tournament. I mean, period. Yeah, right? yeah, seventh exactly. Tournament, you know, uh, eighth maybe depending on how other teams do outside of the conference, right? Mm-hmm. So. um I mean, I'd be very happy with seven eight. Now, now, Bayless, Skip Bayless, I think it was that mm-hmm. said uh, we were going to have a tough beginning of the year. We we're going to lose some games early, and he he expected us to get better. And said if we if we got good enough by the end of the year that we could get into the tournament. Is that kind of what you're expecting too, or are you thinking, are you thinking we can come out at the beginning of the year, Zeke? You know, be pretty hot. Are we going to take those growing pains? Well, I think it kind of says something about um, uh, Anderson's confidence is that we're opening the season against you know Texas, which is a decent mm-hmm. um, uh, a decent team this year. Just the very first game is that they usually we play that the very next game we play University of California Davis. You know, mm-hmm. usually get that first win at home, but I think the confidence. Is, and then after that, we play Indiana who's a top 25 team, so we're kind of coming out of the gate, and I think that kind of says some confidence about uh, Anderson's ready to throw them into the, you know, the fire, get them going. I mean, they're they're talented enough, and uh, I think so maybe the fresh start will help, just the fresh kind of turnover, you know, along with Gafford, Bailey, and uh, Gabe Osaboyan coming back. I'm excited about it. 
But yeah, but yeah, I, I think I think I think we'll be better at that. No, no, I was just going to say I'm excited about it too. I can see, uh, I can see us being, you know, in one of those years where you have to take some growing pains to get to where you want to be. But if we see that consistent improvement from the beginning of the year to say the, the, you know, the first quarter of the year, and then we we get where we need to be and we turn it on the rest of the year, we'll be good to go. Yeah, I don't. I'm most of homers I am. I would say I'm sure we're going to have maybe, you know, maybe two or two or three losses in non-conference. Pretty solid non-conference schedule. So, really, that would put mm-hmm. you at, like, 11-2 in non-conference, 10-3. And, and I think that'd be uh, good enough. And then, you know, win 10 games and then go 10-8 and eight or so, 9-9 nine nine in conference. I think that'd be enough. But kind of show you're better at the end of the season. And Anderson's team usually, uh, that's the best, best third of the season at the end. So, especially you think with a lot of newcomers, they'll start to kind of need to be patient. I think by the end of it, it'll come together. Jeff? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. No, I'm sorry. I, I was actually just uh, taking a second. I was going to look up the uh, schedule just so we could go through the schedule with everybody. So yeah, that's kind of, okay. That's kind of what I was doing here. Sorry, yeah, sorry about fine. that. You're fine. Uh, I know, so tomorrow night, Friday night, uh, got the second of two exhibition games. We're playing Southwest Baptist. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't look like it's even, and they used to be on the radio. I remember when, uh, back in the 90s, we used to play the, like, the EA Sports All-Stars and Converse All-Stars, and now they uh, just play colleges, but those games were on the radio. I mean, and now we can't even have a radio broadcast. That would at least help kind of check the flow of the game, see, I'd like to see uh, kind of how fast-paced their offense is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And Southwest Baptist is one of those, uh, it's, it's a little bit of a smaller school. It's, hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a... I believe it. Isn't it an Arkansas school? Or is that a Missouri school? No, it's a Missouri yeah. school. Yeah, I think it's Missouri. Yeah, that's uh, Missouri. No, that's the one. Hey, that's the one Stephen Cole worked at. Okay. So Stephen Cole was a football coach up there. He worked at the University of Arkansas with me. And uh, that's where that's where he worked. So now that's just kind of clicking. But they may have uh, some sort of a streaming ordeal or something like that that we might be able to get a halt of it. I don't know. We'll look and see, see what we can find. Oh yeah. That'd be nice. It would be. If we can if we can find something. <laughs> oh. Too bad the you know Razorback uh basketball program don't do that for us, so I know. Uh it would help. But uh yeah I really want to because then it's a whole nother week till the the first game against Texas so I really want to I'll see how we're looking for that, but why am I having so much trouble finding the schedule, man? I don't know. Um, Crazy. Hold on, hold on. Well, probably because I'm using my uh, cell phone here. All right, I got it up. Oh, there we go. Man, sorry, guys. I know y'all expected such a high-quality podcast coming out here. All right, so we had the red-white game. That was on our, uh, October 19th. We talked mm-hmm. about that a little bit. We played this uh, Tulsum in the exhibition game. That was October 26th. Uh, we're going to be playing uh, Southwest Baptist November 2nd. And then we have our first official game. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a neutral game on November 9th versus Texas. It's the ESPN Armed Service Classic. 
in El Paso, Texas. What what uh, arena is that in? You I'm know? not sure. I, it's on, I think it's on the first West campus. So I'm not That's sure. So I'm not sure how big the uh, – you should know that. Well, I, I guess we – tournament or anything, so that's really no, it's just a, Yeah, it's just a – I don't know if it's a doubleheader with another game. Um, but I'm not so sure where they're playing. They've done this before with other uh, – playing at uh, other uh, Armed Forces sites, so. No, okay. So then on uh, November 12th, we're going to play in uh, UC Davis. Um uh, Called the Hardwood Showcase. I love how they got these little, these little names. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. That must be a tournament there. Huh? Well, it's not really a tournament per se. It's more of a round robin because all these games oh. are uh, at Bug Walton Arena. But like, so so that includes UC Davis, Indiana, Montana State, and UT Arlington. Uh-huh. And so we play those fourteen, and then I then probably Indiana will play UC Davis, Montana State, and UT Arlington too. You know. Oh, so it's kind of a round robin, yeah. Everybody if plays you lose out, you get the okay, okay. No, I mean you just like there's not really any. It's just kind of easy for like four teams to come together and like that needed, you know, four oh, games weird. in their schedule, you know. That's so there's no like championship of like a tournament. Or nothing. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I like free, I like be, I like tournaments like that though. But yeah, my advice would be let's do a tournament. Let's do the hardwood class. Take yeah. that showcase. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, so yeah, November 18th, you got Indiana and the uh, Hardwood Showcase. Yeah, that's on Sunday afternoon, and that's going to be a... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't know that ESPN's going to be on a uh, Sunday afternoon, 2.30. Uh, oh, yeah. I, can't, I, I can't wait for that game, because Indiana's a, you know, historically... You know, historical kind of, awesome program. Yeah, I mean, it's historically yeah. sexy, man, so it's like, and they've got a lot, they've got a, like a top... Top five uh, player, I think Romeo Langford's his name. Oh. They're probably going to be a one and done NBA player next year, so and they'll probably be top twenty five. So that'll be a fun, rocking atmosphere. I can't wait. Oh, that one, so. And then on the twenty first, we'll play uh, Montana State in the Hardwood Showcase Classic. Then you got on the twenty third, a University of Texas Arlington. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think probably if you go 4-0, then I think, I mean, you're declared the championship. I mean, you're the champion, you know. Yeah, I would think, yeah, definitely. So. And you got Florida International yeah. University. Oh, how about that, man? Boy, they got a Who? nice campus, I tell you. Man, I bet. I, I wish they'd play a home-and-home with them. I, I'd go to their return game down there. Yeah, that'd, that'd be fun, be wouldn't nice. it? <laughs> that'd be so nice. Yeah. Uh, then you got Colorado State. We just play them and everything, don't we? Yeah. Hockey, football, like, so we got to whip them, you know. That's yeah, we got to get, we got to get payback on that one. Absolutely. You got Western Kentucky. Uh, don't know much about them. Are they as good as Kentucky? Is that one of those teams that's like, no, but they, they are. They're the Hilltoppers, and I mean, no, they're not, they're not Kentucky, but they are, uh, they are good more times than not, you know. In a, in a smaller conference, you know, they, they all they compete for the championship, at least conference championship, and had some good years over the years. So, but I don't know how they are this year, but they're they're decent, you know. And then we got our uh, North Little Rock game at the Verizon Center. So make sure you guys show up down there. They're going to put playing the games down there. I'm sure uh, that's going to be December 15th, and we play UTSA. I'm not even sure who this is. University of Texas San Antonio. Texas San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So, and that game will beat them. 
goodness, that game is not listed on TV, so they're really trying to. Those games, you've been selling out here lately, especially. Didn't when I see them in the dance a few years back? Yeah, not too long ago. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man. Okay, so not so a schedule real here, is it? No, and uh, then after that, Georgia after that, Tech? they're in the ACC, usually considered the best basketball conference. So. Oh yeah, man. The ACC is a tough basketball conference. Oh, that's what I've always heard, anyway. Oh, yeah, so they're, they they put some pretty solid teams on the schedule to get the players ready. That's December 19th. And then uh, mm-hmm. December 22nd, we play Texas State. Mm-hmm. And then we come back after Christmas on December 28th and play Austin Peavy. And they've been, they've been a team that's been in the tournament. So they 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 have a pretty good program. That'll be a tough. That's the mm-hmm. The last non-conference game, at least in that calendar year, uh, mm-hmm. right before conference starts. We do play Texas Tech later on in January, but we'll get to that uh, kind of in mid mid during the conference break. So mm-hmm. we'll get to that here we got uh, January fifth after after we have our uh, New Year's Day blowout. Mm-hmm. You're going to play uh, Texas A and M at Texas A and M at College Station. So really, we got a lot of Bud Walton games before we get to. Uh, Get to away games, which is exciting. Yeah, so, I mean, everybody should be packing the house, getting up there, watching the games, supporting the Razorbacks. Don't be like you were whenever I was in college and I went to Bud Walton and there was like a handful of people in there. I mean, it got embarrassing for a little while. The Pelfrey years were terrible, and I'm I'm really pissed that they he wasted uh, I think three of my college years. So <laughs> that's great. I mean, still had to go because it's like, man, I'm a student, I get. You know, cheap, real cheap, cheap tickets, pretty much, you know, free with uh, being a student and, like, just wasted my experience as far as the basketball games go. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Then we got the game I like to drive up to when it's in my state, which is uh, January 9th playing Florida, but it's going to be at Bud Walton again this year, so... Yeah, uh... Game. We, uh, that's exciting. I always like... Uh, I'm sorry you don't get to go to it this year, Chad, but um, I... I I've gone to all the Florida games. It's always a big game. Mm-hmm. Uh, always a great team. Always a great team they have. And it's not it's not fun when we lose to them, but they're exciting. You know, the big games are one of the best. You know, usually sell out or close. You know, packed crowds, which is always mm-hmm. makes Bud Walton a lot better. And the last we beat them in the SEC conference tournament last year, and that was the first win in a little or that wasn't at home against Florida in a while. So that was that was big, and I look forward to beating them again. And I'll tell you what, the Florida um, arena sucks. Just so everybody knows, it's horrible, man. The seats are horrible. It's just horrible. It's just I can't believe how bad. I can't believe they don't have an indoor football stadium. I can't believe how bad their basketball uh, arena is. It's just their facilities are so bad, but yet they're always so good. And it's crazy. I, I don't understand how they're doing it. You're not coming to Florida, honestly. They must be lying to these kids, man. You're not coming to Florida to go to the beaches because it's in the middle of the state, in the middle of nowhere. There's no beaches around. you got to drive an hour and a half to get to the beach. You know, the closest mm-hmm. body of water is like a lake that has a bunch of alligators in it that you can get eaten at. Woo. Hey, uh, breaking report here. Uh, Arkansas once goes up one nothing on Colorado State hockey. Oh, I missed my. it because I was looking at the schedule, but uh, <laughs> oh, we got a first goal. We're leading. Oh no! Oh, what? Sorry, I, I forgot. I was. Uh, I think Colorado State just tied it. Our goal oh, is to play defense. Sweet. 
let the goal alone and Colorado ah, State gets wait. it in to tie it up. I'm not watching. I'm bad for luck. Good What an exciting game. At least we're not behind. <laughs> I know. Wow, what a... I'm sitting over here looking at the schedule, so watching the game. Okay, here we go. LSU, uh, January 12th. That is going to be at the Bud also. Um, mm-hmm. LSU's always got a good basketball program. They're always a contender. Um, yeah, I'm looking got, forward to that. Uh, sorry, that game. We got They beat us twice last year. The uh, home game against LSU was one of the worst games all year, worst games in a while. We had, like, mm-hmm. one of the worst shooting and point output. I'm looking forward to returning that game and uh, beating them pretty good this time around. And then you got two conference teams that we should definitely beat right back to back. You got January 15th Tennessee, and then you got uh, January 19th Ole Miss. And those well, are away games, but those teams are not. Well, Tennessee's not, supposed to be. They're going to be. They're going to be competing for that championship. They were really good last year. Oh, they're um, going to be good this year. I yeah, they're going to be good. I thought I read somewhere they wasn't going to be. Uh, oh no, they're no, they're going to be. Uh, Okay, I must be getting mixed up. I think yeah, they're actually top twenty-five. Um, oh, okay, okay. So, well, no, I definitely, I definitely. They usually are. They're, they're not. They're, they're not be... known as a crazy good basketball school, but yeah, they're. Yeah. Well, that's, okay. Well, Ole Miss, we should definitely be. I know yeah. they're they're at the bottom of the the uh, the pile every year, so I'm sure that what are they last in the SEC? What they usually are. Yeah, Ole Miss is projected to be pretty pretty much the last. Uh, Last okay. team, uh, Tennessee. Uh, did see just uh, they're ranked preseason number six in the coaches and the uh, AP poll. So okay, okay. Well, we beat them last year. No, no, that's good. I was just, <laughs> I just, I don't want, I don't want to be upset if if we lose. And we do usually play pretty good in Knoxville. We have here lately. So I know uh, that game went in overtime. Maybe the best game of the year at home last year. We beat Tennessee, and uh, so nobody we'll looking for payback. But we usually play good there. Sorry, Chad. No, Ole Miss, we, we should beat. We should beat them home in a way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ole Miss, SBS, Missouri, um, I've never considered them a powerhouse in, in basketball either. So yeah, I would think only, that would be a team that, you know, we should be able to beat. Yeah, their best years were with when Mike Anderson was the coach. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we should, especially at home, should beat them. Then we're going to go play Texas Tech in Lubbock, Texas, and uh, – you know, Texas Tech, they got a pretty good uh, basketball program. Yeah, they do. Uh, Chris Beard, the coach, is uh, real good. He's the one that led UA Little Rock uh, to the big dance a couple years ago when they upset. Um, when they made it the second round or the Sweet 16, but and then Texas Tech was really good last year. So that's going to be a tough road game, but that'll be that's a good good matchup, though. So. Oh, yeah, it'll be a fun game, though. To go and watch. Oh, Arkansas! Breaking news again. Arkansas scores again. I should have. Yeah. I'm just gonna turn it back off so we do better. So they're up two one over Colorado State. All righty, Hogs are in the lead. Isn't it nice when the Hogs are winning? Doesn't that oh, feel good? good. Feels so good. So that's why you gotta watch the. That's why you gotta watch the uh, Razorback hockey team. Feels good to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so then we got uh, January 29th. You got Georgia. Um. You know, Georgia's one of those teams where they're they're good or they're not good. They're they're rarely oh, yeah. in, they're rarely like a middle road. They're either a really good team or they're just a, a poor team. So what are we looking at this year with Georgia? Yeah, I think this year Georgia's not going to be uh, their best. They got a new coach. I think uh, Tom Crane's his best head coach. So uh, Ole Miss does too. So he's one of the new coaches. I don't think it'll be. Uh, strength of lead, I don't think they're going to be that great this year. But okay. especially at home, we should win that game. 
And then we got uh, February 2nd, we're playing LSU. LSU, that's one of those teams that, 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 you know, for me, I feel like you just never know. You know, it's, that's like our biggest rival, in my opinion, on all sports. You just never know who's going to win that game. Yeah, that's going to be tough. I mean, it could be where they come in. But, I mean, you, I've seen it, you know, we've seen it where they've come into Bud Walton and win in the very next season. A couple of weeks later, we go down to Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it's uh we got them. we we play them twice every year, so uh, a lot of times we'll meet up with them, kind of going back to when we first first joined the SEC. It was a big rival one. It was Shaq versus Big O, you know, Oliver Miller. Mm-hmm. Heck of some games, and I do know they got uh, one guard Tremont Waters coming back, and I thought they had a pretty good uh, big man that might be a pretty good matchup versus Gafford. So, but maybe like to at least win one of those games. They'll be better than they sometimes are, but. Nope. We should win at least one or two. Sorry. No, February 5th, we're going over to uh, – or no, 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 I'm sorry. We're playing Vanderbilt at Bud again. Golly, we got a lot of home games. I yeah, mean, some, some like... years it feels like we're always playing away games in basketball. This year it just seems like they're all at home, doesn't it? It doesn't feel like – it doesn't – there's not uh, two games in a row that are away from Bud. No, Columbia, we go to Columbia, South Carolina, and Columbia, Missouri, back-to-back. But the rest mm-hmm. of the year – you only get one game away from Bud Walton, even even in non-conference. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's a great. Uh, you're you're right. You're correct about that observation. You're dead on because we should. That's that's going to help this team. Yeah, that's good. That's good. If the fans get out there and give them good support, you know that's good. So and I, get out there and support the team. Buy some tickets. Drive up to Flat Fayetteville. Go to Little Rock game if you're in Little Rock. You know. Oh yeah, so plan Plan for these games now, you know. Yeah, Verizon tickets they get pretty fast. This one was pretty solid, and that's a nice. That's, that's a nicer arena, obviously, because it's new, a lot nicer than uh, War Memorial. So there's no excuse not to go in that nicer warm arena when it's cold outside in late December in Little Rock. Absolutely, been that, that is a nice Go out to the. Go out and enjoy Little Rock and go to the game. So what about Vanderbilt? I mean, what are we looking at there? I know you know. They're not that great at, at football, but I know they, they have a good basketball program. So, Yeah, and I think they seem to make, at least in the last you know, 10, 20 years, they seem to make the tournament more so than not, or at least compete for it. I think um, I think they'll be all right this year. Maybe not one of the tops to win it, but uh, I think they could compete. Okay. And then, uh, like you said, we, we got uh, February 9th at South Carolina. Um South Carolina, they, uh, you know, I don't know. I've, I've never been really impressed with their basketball team. I've never been like, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? I've never yeah. really felt scared going to play South Carolina. I know, and really it's only been, uh, and we actually beat them at their place. Uh, two years ago, our team uh, was with Dusty Hannon, Moses Kinger, and Barford and Macon. Uh, mm-hmm. Two years ago, when we really de- desperately needed a win, uh, to kind of solidify going to the dance, and we beat at we won at South Carolina. And the thing that makes it better is uh, they went to South Carolina, went to the Final Four that year. So and I think their greatest finish ever in the history of South Carolina. But Frank Martin uh, is pretty; he's an awesome coach. So mm-hmm. for them, they do good. I'm sure I'd like to yeah. go to the Final Four. I can say that much right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, they won't be. They won't be. Uh, they'll be. You know, they won't be. Uh, competition this year. Yeah, yeah. And then February 12th, well, we got uh, at Missouri. So we're playing Missouri again. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, February 16th, uh, we're playing at Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State is, you know, they, they can have a good program from time to time. Yeah, and it, they haven't had a lot of people leave, so uh, they've kind of been in the NIT in the last two years, kind of, uh, or was not very good two years ago, kind of doubled their wins last year, got a lot of returners, and I think most everybody kind of had, for preseason predictions, kind of had the top four, so uh, that'll be a tough It'll be nice to be in Bud Walton because I know we lost uh, oh, yeah, well, the whole game down there last year. The horrible thing about Mississippi State is it's like they had their last gym in that in that uh, arena of theirs. Yeah, that's you what that? Yeah, so we don't. It was it's hard. To, it's hard to see the basket on TV, and I mean, it's it's like they have their lights dimmed in there for. Yeah, we went on a pretty long streak about you know, losing losing in Starkville, but luckily the games at Bud Walton this year. Yeah, I never like playing in Starkville. I never feel good about it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And then uh, we play Auburn uh, February 20th, and that is um, at Auburn. And and that's one uh, Auburn's picked to finish in the kind of the top four, to uh, kind of compete with Kentucky, Tennessee. No, they um, usually have a solid and, basketball program. Yeah, it's been here lately, but at Auburn, just trying to play this week, win a lot. So I'd like to see it It'd be a big win. But I know they're, um, I think they're, they're uh, predicted kind of, 11th and 12th in the preseason poll. So that'll be a tough game away. And then February 23rd, we're playing Texas A&M. Should beat them at home. Then we got the uh, Big Nasty on February 26th. Yeah. In Lexington at Kentucky. Playing Kentucky. And that's, you know, I hate them. And but they're like Alabama, man. They're just so good. Oh, yeah. And it's part of the reason you hate them. They're so good. You know, it seems to be I don't really hate a lot of bad teams. Like I don't hate Vanderbilt because usually they're bad. You know what I mean, especially in football. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of like that. But yeah, uh, and they got. Well, I mean, they're projected kind of number two in the nation to win the SEC this year. So, and big follow- matchup. Yeah, and then you follow it up with an easy, easy win over Ole Miss there, oh, yeah. and uh, then you go back to Vanderbilt. Should be able to beat. You know, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very last game of the year. So it was Mar- I'm sorry, pay the dates. I've been doing that long. So March 2nd, Cold Miss. Uh, March 6th, Vanderbilt. And then March 9th, you're playing Alabama. Um, and, you know, that is the bud. And, you know, Alabama, I'd say they're on par with our stuff as far as like where their basketball program is. Yeah, they're, they're probably projected middle of the road in the SEC this year, kind of. They're all right, but uh, at home, we usually, it seems like it's the game will, especially if we need to win, you know, it seems like we're doing good. I think we'll, I think we should be able to win that game. But I always feel confident in the Bud Walton games because it just seems like, you know, no matter what special conference when the crowd comes that we can win. We can win any of them. So, that's it for the SEC tournament in Nashville this year. That'll be great. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we'll make sneak into the tourney. I'm not getting hopes up about a big small run. That'd be nice, of course. Might be a mm-hmm. final four year. Hell, all we know. But, uh, but I do. My expectation is kind of make the tourney again, keep it rolling. We've been the last three or four years, and um, I'll see why we can't so, win so enough to that, get in there. So is that like 34 regular season games? Yeah, let's see, uh, but 18, 18 conference and uh, 13 non-conference. So what, 31? 31. So what's your 
What's your prediction for the year? I'm I'm going um I'm gonna go twenty one and ten. Okay. Um I'll go I'll go twenty three and seven. Nice. You know, I, I think. Yeah. I like that. That sounds that sounds better. I, 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 I just well, no, I'm just I'm just sitting here listening to all the games that you're talking about where we're yeah. gonna have the issues at, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at at look at these games that are wins, and then there's a lot more wins that are on our schedule than issue games. And even for a young team, I say, you know, we come out and we. Let's say we start slow, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and we and we drop, you know, uh, some wins to, you know, like say we drop a win, a uh, loss to Texas there, you know, and uh, we drop a loss to Indiana, but you still should cover the rest of those games all the way to, you know, Georgia Tech, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you drop one to Georgia Tech, you know, and then you should win most of those games up until Texas A&M, yeah. you know, and then you've got a few hard ones here and there, but it's just from, no, just going through it, I just can see that. I can see it playing out, <laughs> playing out that way, just after taking on gander and everything and stuff, but what do you think we have to have to get into the dance? What is our, what is, what is the, what's the best amount of wins I we need this- for the dance? I think just with the strength of the schedule, the strength of the SEC, I really think um, uh, kind of 20, 20 wins, 21, 22 wins would, would definitely do it, you know. Okay. Uh, but I, I think how good the SEC is, I think you could go even 9-9. Nine nine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's happened in the recent year or two. And that season, you better have more bids to the tourney. Uh, even 9-9, nine nine, you can get in. Um, but we'd rather, you know, go, I think, I kind of like where you're headed in your projection with 23 wins. You kind of win, mm-hmm. um, kind of win 10 or 11 in non-com, and then, uh, you know, 11 or so in comp, go 11 and 7 conference. That's not too much to kind of mm-hmm. get your, get your hopes to the top about. And that would be probably, you know, I think. So that's what I'm kind of, I think that's kind of the, kind of the area we're looking at, you know, trying to shoot for, I think, 21, 22 wins. I think if we could do that, then we got a good uh, a good chance to you know make something happen. Oh yeah, I kind of wish I was at twenty two and nine now. Oh, you know, I think you're probably going to be more accurate than me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm coming from a pure fan perspective, so I got <laughs> I got to have a little of that Homer in there with it. You know what I mean? I got to I got to juice it up a little bit. <laughs> oh, I guess probably after the football. After me predicting eight wins in the football, our very first podcast, surprisingly, my even listed now. But thank you, everybody that does. But I'm, uh, I think we'll be better in basketball, obviously, you know, football this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like it. I think we'll do definitely. All right, so here's, here's, here's the thing I've been hearing everybody talk about. Uh, and uh, I, think somebody, I think I saw somebody uh, say what uh, this and one of the, uh, the comments on the Facebook page at us was basically they were asking us, do we think that uh, Mike Anderson is going to be around after this year 
doesn't, you know, get us to the dance. Um, I guess eight years now, he's been to the dance twice. I guess there's some fans out there that are ready for him to either do better or move on. Personally, from my perspective, I feel it's a little silly. I feel like it's almost like running off Houston nuts or something. You know, um, what do you think about that? Is it, is it, is he on the hot seat? Does he need, does he need to win this year? I don't agree he's on the hot seat. I mean, we've been, well, we've been to the uh, incident with the big dance the last three out of four years. So that's, okay. I mean, he, he kind of, that kind of makes me, I mean, the first couple of years, I mean, you kind of forget about it, but it's more about making mm-hmm. the tournament and you're doing it consistently a couple of years in a row now and kind of looking to compete for it again. So I think kind of got so the, three out of eight years. That's not bad. I mean, Oh, well, three out of seven. You, you, this will be his eighth year. If he makes it, probably makes it. So three out year. of seven years. Okay, so, all right. So three times out of seven years, and you got to pay the first couple of years is rebuilding years. Oh, yeah. And so, I will say the the maddest kind of thing I thought we really that his third year they should have, they, they made the NIT, was, pretty, was it about one win away or two wins away from getting in the tournament. That's the year I kind of think, you know, they really should have made the turn, but he's got them. He's picking the best Arkansas kids, uh, basketball, and kind of around the region. I think it's a kind of consistent program, and I think he's probably disappointed. He hadn't made it to a Final Four or, you know, anything yet either. I mean, he came back here to bring us back to glory, but I like where it's headed. No, I don't think he should be on the hot seat. I'm... Yeah, I don't feel like it either, but I know there's there's a lot of fans out there that are talking that way. And there's some curiosity towards us. I just wanted your your perspective and take on that. Yeah, I would say no. I would say those people. I'm sorry you feel that way, but I just don't. I don't know. Just not having a good guy, and also uh, people. If you're unhappy, uh, go to a game and you'll see why it's fun. And go to a bug walk uh-huh. game where we're going to win and we're going to put up a lot of points and dunks and exciting defense plays and a lot of hustle. It'll change your mind. I mean, they're fun teams to watch and. Um, so, no, I think those people need to chill out. I understand. I mean, now, we, need to, we need to go farther than we have. No, no, you can talk to me a bit about this, because this is one of the things I know me and you've talked about personally. I want to mm-hmm. put it on the record on the podcast here. Um, is for me, you know, I grew up in the 90s, graduated in 95. So, like, when the Razorbacks were winning national championships, I was at, like, the prime of my – Sports, uh, everything. I didn't have anything to do with sit around and watch basketball and football. You know what I mean? So oh, it was yeah. like it was like an amazing time for me. I was young. It's all I knew when it came to Razorback basketball. Uh, Razorback football was rolling and doing really well at the time. So um, I guess what I want to ask you is this. Is, so whenever I heard Mike Anderson coming in, and I heard Mike Anderson say, I'm going to bring back uh, – the uh, the 40 minutes of hell, we're going to run it like Nolan did. I was super excited about that. Um, and when I watched the games, they're just not as intense as a Nolan game was. Uh, they're not as they're not as fast. They're not you know they're not uh, they're not pressuring as much. The traps there's not as many traps in the backcourt um, as as Nolan used to use and things like that. So what's the difference between the 90s games that we watched growing up and the games these days? And why can Mike Anderson not totally replicate that 90 minutes of hell? Or is it that he's 
just has a different style and, and he, he likes to slow it down some. Or, like, talk to me a little about what you see there. No, a couple of reasons. Uh, Nolan Richardson is one of the best coaches of all time. Um, so he was a better coach. Um, he had, uh, he was, you know, had some better players than Anderson, which was top notch. Um, and then also they kind of cl- call close fouls these days. So he, he does want to, but he's definitely not. And he has this mantra, or Anderson has a mantra about fastest 40 minutes or whatever. And they do try to run. I think you'll see that more this year, but, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of, I don't know, a lot of, uh, and it's not as different, it, you know, it just kind of nobody was playing like Nolan was back then. Now kind of a lot mm-hmm. of people kind of at least sort of know that the concepts of that 40 minutes of hell. But, uh, mm-hmm. no, you're right, man. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I grew up, uh, Razorback basketball was more, I mean, in the 90s before, uh, no, you know, it was all, I mean, football was just, you know, it was all right, you know. Mm-hmm. Basketball was just, I mean, we are going to Final Fours, winning the championship, winning the <laughs> national championship the next year. So I know what you mean. I mean, I want those years. Oh, those my favorite sports year, so I know what you mean. I know what every fan means, so I I know I know. I I want those days back too. <laughs> so oh, absolutely. So, but yeah, that he was, just kinda, he just, oh I know I you know. talked about with like how the refs call the game these days and so on and so forth. He told me that you didn't think that it's as plausible to run a team the way knowledge is. Well, and the thing is, especially I noticed this a lot going to these games, uh, Arkansas, they do a lot of runs, kind of, and do get steals and do uh, pressure, plays pressure defense. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, then the foul, you know, a couple of fouls, just consistently, like, tough games. The, the, when the whistle blows more, just, like, the uh, flow of it just stops, and there's more things yeah. longer breaks, more just flow in the game. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I want to see them. Hopefully with this year's team, they're supposed to be uh, – a lot of long, a lot of six five, six six, six seven guys. A lot of taller guards and forwards. And I think that's better uh, young and fast. So I, I'm I'm hoping we see that a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. And so here's the thing that um, Nolan fans could always do is shoot free throws. And we had a lot of trouble with that, uh, according to the newspaper. The last, uh, I guess that last exhibition game. Um, and in the uh, red-white games. So, you know, are we going to have free-throw issues? And isn't that something that's purely coaching when it comes to basketball? Like, Well, I mean, it's just kind of – they worked on it enough or it's mental with the team. I mean, they yeah, they were 8 out of 20 in the first half against that Tusculum. In the second half, they were uh, 13 out of 19. So, definitely was better in the free-throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, second half, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why the free throws are that bad. I mean, it looks like Gafford, the big guy, he went he he went one four in the second half on free throws. So that's not good. Big guy's kind of missing a bunch. Oh, the boy, yeah. Reggie Chaney, power forward, one five. So, big mm-hmm. guy's just missing too much. That's, that's hard. That's giving points away, but. You got you to gotta make those free throws. And I think a lot of times it's like, a, you know, a brain game like it is with football, you know, and you got to figure out the kicker is obviously what I'm thinking of, field mm-hmm. goals and so on and so forth. And you gotta think of unique ways to put the pressure on that kicker during practice so that you can kinda of simulate it. And I know like Bob Trino what we would do is line up in rows and we would be just right behind the kicker and just 
screaming at us the whole time, as loud as we could, over and over again. And that seemed to help. And then uh, when I went to high school, um, I had my players do that, and that seemed to help a little bit. And I had uh, the kickers that had particularly they had a hard time. And we we had a, a big PA system that uh, that uh, we we could move it around, and it was like speakers that were on stands. Anyway, I took those speakers out, set it up, turned on um, some uh, like super loud music, and just cranked it up because. I wanted to simulate as much um, of that nervousness as I could in that kicker um, before the game, and it and it worked um, okay. I felt like it helped him get a little bit better. But is there anything you can do like that in basketball when it comes to free throws? Is there something that you think that Coach Anderson's already working on? Or, or yeah, I mean, for starters, you can definitely. Um, uh, Make sure they're they're you know shooting more free throws and practice them. A lot of times, a lot of, uh, especially after running a lot, you know, um, uh, kind of when your legs are a little tired. So that gets you you know ready for that second half, fourth quarter. Uh-huh. Uh, shoot free throws when your legs are tired. But a lot of times, the in practices, a lot of basketball coaches um, will kind of put the pressure on. You know, everybody's got to you know make a certain amount. So like you know, it's pressure, or you're gonna have to run extra. You know, oh yeah! Make the free throws, and yeah. at the end of practice, after especially some long practices, you know you don't uh, more running is the least thing you want to do. So you know it's the same thing. I mean, you can put, you put pressure. That's mental pressure. That's, uh, so more of that, you know, uh, thing of what you're talking about. Put put them in more pressure situations in practice. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so, that's that's one of the most frustrating things. I mean, it's called free throw. I mean, there's. You know what I mean? It's yeah, I mean, easy it's, free, just, it's a free shot. You know? Three you gotta, points. You got to hit it. Nobody's um, going to block it. Nobody's going to hit you while you're doing it. You're out there. Mm-hmm. Uh mean for you to make it. That's, that's one of the most frustrating things is you leave a lot of points on the board. Should have scored, scored 100 the other night. The only thing that's acceptable with the free throw and not making it is when you bounce that off of the backboard and you just slam it like Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's always okay. That's okay. I'll take that. That's just so you get cut. So you can get three points. You gotta make that first one before you do that. So you get the. So all right. Yeah. So uh, I guess the other thing was the coaching staff. I'd like to go over coaching staff a little bit, uh, if you don't mind, because we got some uh, we got some former championship hogs and stuff on the coaching staff. And it, has Mike Anderson made some changes? Have have we had people move on? How how's that? What's that looking like? No, he's really kept um, the same staff. He's got Melvin Watkins. Uh, he's associate associate head coach, um, kind of Anderson's right hand guy. Um, he's been coached forty one years. He was head coach at Charlotte and Texas A and M. He's been working. He worked with uh, Anderson under at Missouri too. So he's been. Oh, he was the he, HC over Texas A and M. That's pretty impressive. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's and uh, and then uh, you got TJ Cleveland who played in the uh, early two thousands for Nolan. Um, I think he's uh, he's the nephew of Anderson. They've worked mm-hmm. together a long time. Uh, really good recruiter. Um, and then Scotty Thurman, uh, yeah, obviously a legend forever. In any kind of Arkansas lore, hit the game winning shot against Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was awesome. And he he moved in. He was the uh, he's kind of moved his way up. He was the uh, he was a recruiting uh, coordinator, wasn't he? 
Yeah, he was the recruiting coordinator or the director of student athlete development, and then he did two seasons with as a radio analyst. He was really good. And then uh, kind of Matt Zimmerman, who's the director of operations right now, he uh, who had been a uh, on the bench head coach or assistant coach with Anderson for a long time, they kind of switched positions. So Thurman had been that role to shake things up um, two seasons ago. So it seems uh, Thurman um, seems to be right now, especially with these. Newcomers are all pretty highly regarded. So, pretty good recruiter, and of course, you know he's got it. He knows basketball. Uh, doesn't hurt just being a legend and being a champion. No, no, absolutely so, uh, not. So, I like the way that is. So, they probably will keep that for a little bit. I like, I like Turner being on there. You know, when you said you were talking about the uh, the coach that was the, the head coach of Texas A and what'd you say his name was again? Uh, uh, Melvin Watkins. Melvin Watkins. When you were talking about Melvin Watkins, I was thinking, you know what that sounds to remind me of how Pelfrey came to Arkansas and worked and went back to Florida. Uh-huh. You know, and I was like, wow, that's, that's a very similar uh, situation. It's really interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, don't get me started with Pelfrey, man. I'm, I'm no, I'm so not going to do that. No, I know. No, no, yeah. I'm saying that anytime you've got a former head coach coached yeah. at that high of a level and now they're coming back to work, with another coach and his assistant, for one, it shows you how good of a head coach we got that you have another person that could be a head coach somewhere else that says, okay. I would rather go work under him so we can win some games. Exactly. You know, and then it also shows you the quality of assistant coaches you have is better than a lot of other teams where they're just, where they have assistant coaches that's always been assistant coaches and they don't have that head coach, uh, yeah. So. Exactly, and that's why he's the associate head coach. And in basketball, you only get three on the bench coaches. You know what I mean? So you only get so you can't just uh, obviously. Well, there's only you know fifteen, thirteen, fifteen players, so you don't need as many as football. But mm-hmm. um, I think they, and it's kind of they really preach family, and they've had kind of the same same guys, and they uh, welcome back uh, hogs from the nineties. And um, I think kind of I like the consistency. They just need to step it up. Uh, Seasons is step it up the notch, but I like it. They do. It's, it's easy to root for. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know. It, I think that we need to go ahead and, and rename the uh, facilities for uh, you know. Um, yeah, well, I I, de- I want to rename the court at least. No one's interested in court. You know, have yeah, the signature, have the signature on the court. That's he deserves. What I'm to say. Yeah, we need to rename the facilities for Nolan or, or the court or something like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. How, how have we not done that yet? You know. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I hope you're checked. He'll get in my uh, good graces if he does that. I think a lot of fans will see that, and he deserves that. He deserves that honor, and he shows you how was we had some. Uh, Good success under Eddie, but you know stuff and mm-hmm. years here and there. But he won the championship and he had some of the best years and still lives up here. He's part of the Fayetteville community even after we fired him. I mean, he yeah, deserves it. He deserves some racist there. BS and stuff. Oh my gosh, and, yeah. and, he, and he still loves Arkansas even after having to deal with all that. And you know, you got to hand it to the guy. Yeah. And he won a championship. I mean, that is. A national championship. I mean, that's yeah. tough to do. I mean, that's just something forever. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a, not, 
as hard as it is, you know, just kind of going back to baseball season, how in the grass, how many things can happen to not win a championship. And we won one. And like you said, he put up with a lot of races and stuff. He was a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a pioneer. And, and then and he was just, fired too early, uh, for. Oh my gosh, yeah. That was, that was political reasons. You know? Yeah. He should have never, he should have had a life as long as he wanted to coach and then just then hand the program right over to Anderson instead of the, mm-hmm. uh, BS we got hiring Heath, Stan Heath instead of, that's another thing. They could have had, um, uh, the Kansas coach, Bill Self, who, who's went on to win some, uh, been a champion and then had some great seasons at Illinois and Kansas and we could have had him. He was right across the Tulsa just like no one was coaching that before us and then we had Stan Heath and John Pell for years which were absolutely embarrassing. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we fired him way too early, man. It, it hurts to this day that we treated him like that. Is Stan he Heath still is South, is he still at the University of South Florida? He came down here to the University of South Florida and did okay for Yeah, and then uh I think he kinda wore out his kinda welcomed our you know, down there and I think he actually uh, may be uh he's a coach of a, a NBA G League team, which is kind of like the minor minor league NBA team. Oh, wow. That's so, a tough fact. Yeah, it's definitely not a head coaching in Arkansas and in South Florida. No, definitely not. That's definitely Yeah, they fact. had a couple of 20-win seasons there when he was there in South Florida. But he was there six years. He was only in Arkansas five years, so he was there yeah. a while, too. Yeah, he came down here, and, he, and I remember him doing well, like, the first few years. Like, he was mm-hmm. down here and just... I just remember thinking, like, oh, wow, look how good he's been, you know, down there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, especially when Belfry was in. Those years were so bad. It was like, <laughs> dang, it's coming, you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. So, I guess it looks like we're going to win this hockey game. Yeah. It's uh, tied up 2-2, period three. Oh, they scored again. Yeah. Gosh, dog. Yeah. Well, we're to go. What a close game. All we got to do is score one more time. We got this puppy in the back. Yeah. I think one more will do it and hold them from scoring. Mm-hmm. It's been well, a nice physical game, so. We've, we've been on Colorado State's never led in this game. We've got, we've come out and got that first goal, so. You'd like to get a little, at least a one, a one goal cushion here. Yeah, absolutely. But it's so hard to, yeah, I mean, scoring is, is uh, yeah, pretty yeah, sparse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sparse. That's not why you watch hockey. You watch hockey and watch people get slammed into the, you know, ice. <laughs> oh, it makes scoring that. I mean, it does make scoring that much like better when you get a goal like that than it's like a celebration. Like, wow, you know. Yeah, it yeah. Happen. It doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. That just happened, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, anyway, so, okay, so, um. What do we got? We got more. We got more stuff we need to talk about on basketball, or we? Well, I think um, uh, I did want. To, I'm excited about the season. I'm excited for the games to start to be able to watch them and kind of uh, uh, break down, kind of like we've done in football. Me and Chad breaking down the basketball games. Um, a lot of times there's two a week, so that'll be fun to kind of be able to talk about too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, more games, uh, kind of run, and want to actually see kind of how the lines develop and. Uh, the pace of the offense, how good the defense, how aggressive we are if we're playing press. Uh, we won't know until uh Texas game. We're excited to keep doing this and adding basketball along with football. 
Absolutely not. Super excited about it. And then, you know, after after uh, basketball, baseball is going to be going to be rolling, and mm-hmm. uh, it'll be another sport we can keep up with. And then we'll go right back into football. So, oh yeah. Exciting, yeah. Be, yeah, I think we're going to be able to keep you informed on Razorback sports year round. I really do. Oh yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun when this football season. I mean, sadly, needs to get over. Um, we're not even going to be able to make a bowl game. But uh, hopefully basketball will be solid, and baseball is supposed to. I don't think they're going anywhere as a program. Uh, thank goodness for them. I think they'll be another top five, top five year. Hopefully, go back to Omaha. So that'll be fun when the basketball and baseball kind of intersect. Absolutely. So I, I want to talk about one football-related ordeal uh, on this podcast before before we wrap up here. Um, so there's one thing that's been bothering me. Okay. And then you can tell me how you feel about it. I'm just kind of interested to get everybody's opinion. I want to put it out there and on the record. So the University of Central Florida hasn't lost a game since last year. I mean, they didn't lose one last year. So they haven't lost a game for, you know, uh, 20-something games now, I believe. The first poll comes out and has them ranked. At 12th in the nation, an undefeated team who also was undefeated the prior year, the only team to be undefeated the prior year and this year besides the national championship team. And they're ranked 12th in the nation. They have a two-loss Florida team that's ranked above them. I don't understand how that happened, and I don't understand how you don't put them at number four. And if they lose the game, drop them to 25. You say until they lose, I mean, they should at least give them a chance to get beat. Uh, yeah, funny you say that, Chad. They're, they're, they're undefeated. Uh, you put them at number four, and you just leave them there until they lose the game, and then you can drop them down as low as you want. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Uh, right now they're in a battle with Temple. Uh, UCF is up 35 to 34. Temple with the ball in the third quarter, seven minutes left. So they're in a tight game right now. Oh, yeah. And they've had tight games, you know, and they, they've won some games this year that were close games. But yeah, that shows me a lot. They haven't lost. They, right? they know how to win, you know. They don't, they don't fault them under that. I mean, I think 20 straight wins, something like mm-hmm. that. So they should you got to give them an opportunity. I know they're not a Power 5 school. I know that they got a soft schedule. But, and I wouldn't even be saying this if it was just that they were undefeated just this year. But being that they were undefeated all last year and beat Auburn, who beat Alabama, and then this year comes along and they, they win all their games up till this point, it's an insult. And you're basically just telling these non-Power 5 teams, there's no chance for you to play in the national championship game. Yeah, I mean, if they don't put UCF, I mean, if they finish this year undefeated, that would be like about 28 straight wins. If you tell them that they don't get a chance, even as the number four team in the playoffs, especially mm-hmm. against uh, against one-loss teams, it's one thing if there's other undefeated teams, but there'll be one-loss teams in the playoffs in that fourth spot, at least one, maybe even two losses. And then you get the 28 straight games. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're telling the 
the non-Power 5, that group of five, said there's no matter what you can do, I mean, you can win 100 states. They wouldn't put you in just because you're not in a Power 5 conference. So it's like pretty much just tell them that. I mean, if that's the way it's going to be. I, I got a neighbor to UCF, and he's, he's a gung-ho UCF guy. And I don't blame him. He, he went to school there, and he loves his team. And mm-hmm. Good for him, right? And he's, he's high on the hog right now. I, I think that's great for him. And he comes over to me the other day. He's out there working in his yard, and I see him wave at him and stuff. Anyway, he comes over to me, and he says, you know what? I think we beat uh, University of South Florida. I think we stay undefeated and beat University of South Florida. We'll, we'll be in the uh, – uh, we'll be ranked at fourth in the college football playoffs. And I almost laughed right in his face, man, because <laughs> I just don't think they're going to do it for him. You know, and they, yeah. these guys just got so much hope, and they just – and you can't blame them. I mean, it's almost like if Arkansas was undefeated and they're untested number five. And I could see mm-hmm. that. And, too, about UCF, I mean, they changed coaches. So it's not just like, I mean, it's just like, I mean, the program is undefeated. You know what I mean? It's not people just like <laughs> under one to two of you know, I mean, it's, it's the whole program is undefeated. So, I, yeah, I point. feel bad because, I mean, especially like you're saying, he went to school there, a big fan. That's like the Razorbacks, but you put, put yourself in his position, that until, I mean, he's going to get his hopes up. And when they go into 13-0 and 0, and when the, that uh, playoff rankings come out, you know, that Sunday night, and they get uh, real bad for the guy. Yeah, and then they'll get to play, you know, Auburn again or maybe LSU or, yeah. <laughs> you know, something like that, you know, maybe Georgia, you know. Oh, yeah. Probably, uh, maybe probably hurt someone. Yeah, somebody. Or Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky, yeah. And, and, that's you know, true. And, and that's just kind of a bummer because Kentucky's just been historically bad except for that one year <laughs> that Bear Bryant won the national championship there. So mm-hmm. that's just, that'd be kind of a bummer if I was anybody like, oh, I guess we're going to go play Kentucky. Like, that's Kentucky. how you would feel. You wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't be like, oh, we're playing Kentucky. SEC school, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. Just, oh, no. Like, of course, we don't get a chance. You know, they, they'd rather be matched up against LSU. Or if they don't get to make the playoffs, they'd rather be matched up against LSU or Georgia, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they had beat them, and they're like, well, those, just like they were saying, they had offered, well, they, they just weren't in the playoffs, so they didn't they didn't care about the game as much as like, <laughs> come on, you know? Yeah. It's just silly. Put them at number four. If they lose the game, fine. Drop them to the number <laughs> thirty. I don't care. But they yeah, should drop be them number out. four yeah. right now. They shouldn't be number three. They shouldn't be number two. They shouldn't be number one. But as long as they're undefeated, they should be number four. They should have a chance to play for a national championship. And if they get beat, fine. They should have the opportunity. Oh, yeah. I said that back when Hawaii defeated. Everybody was like, should they have the opportunity? You remember that year? Uh, Hawaii was undefeated. And I, don't, I think they were the only undefeated team in the nation at that time. And they still didn't get to play in the national championship. Did, I remember who they played. I'm thinking. Good, they played. Early, I'm wrong. But I'm feeling like maybe it was Auburn. Yeah, they, they played in the Sugar Bowl. Bowl. I think they played yeah. in the Sugar Bowl, I think. Yeah, and they just got they got torn up. I mean, it was an embarrassing loss. But they should have had the opportunity. And if they got torn up, you know, in the national championship game, so be it. If you don't want to do if you don't want to do these non power five teams fair, 
then you need to go with eight teams, playoff, you need to go with conference champion. Period. It's the only way to be fair about it. If you're not going to be fair to a, a non-Power 5 team that goes undefeated for almost two years, then you need to change the system. Yeah, well, football is the only sport that um, you don't give a chance to everybody that makes the postseason, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball, you got the regionals. I mean, you can have the uh, – uh, any kind of any team, you know. You could have Arkansas Pine Bluff, you know, mm-hmm. be a four seed and somehow in and you know, they could go all the way and play in the championship, have a chance to win the championship. Basketball is the same way in the NCAA tournament. The last seed that got in. You're, you're, mm-hmm. I mean, or anybody that deservingly goes to the postseason has a chance to win in football. I mean, you just give, you know, four teams a chance, and that's it, no matter, you know, based on the whole season, too, not who's the best then. Yeah. Either. Yeah, but, so give them, a, give them a chance, guys. Like, let's make this more fair. Let's expand it like to eight. I like eight teams. Let's expand it to eight and go with all conference championship winners and if they don't if Notre Dame don't want to join a conference and they don't get to play for a championship. Nope. That's not our fault. You know? I agree. Or go join the ACC. You know? There's only like three teams up there that joined the conference. Yeah. Oh, that that makes me mad, man. That just makes no sense. Notre Dame needs to. They're in conference in like basketball. They're in the ACC. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't understand like it's, how easy is that just to me coming over in there. Yeah, well, then, <laughs> you know? you have, then you don't have to play. Then you can just win all your games, right? You can make mm-hmm. yourself cut tech schedule. You can win all your games, and you don't have to worry about any postseason play and get in the, uh, uh, and play for a national championship. And that's exactly why they do that. Exactly. No, I'd like to see that, too. I'd like to see 18 in a little day game conference. I'm yeah. right there with you. Well, I guess we should uh, talk about one thing that's not sports-related. And, you know, I think we got to talk about the shooting, especially since some of Razorback Nation was affected by that. Um, you know, it, 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 it's just horrible. I can't believe that somebody would walk into a place of worship and try to hurt people this day and age just because they're Jewish. And... This is supposed to be a nation where the Jewish people could come to and be safe and live their life in a safe way and and live alongside everybody else. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just, it hurts. It hurts me because I'm Jewish. My kids are Jewish. I send them to Jewish school. Uh, I have an armed guard now that stands by my door of my place of worship where my kids go to go to school you know I grew up in Arkansas you know um, you probably got a Jewish friend even if they hadn't told you that you know um, they're all over you know I mean there's whole towns in Arkansas that was named uh, after Jewish folks and um uh, it's a strong Jewish community there. Um, and it's just really sad that anti-Semitism has been on such a rise lately. That it has, in the past two years ago, there wasn't hardly any anti-Semitism. 
and up until this point now, it has become widespread. And, you know, I just want to say that, you know, as a Jewish guy, all we want to do is, is try to repair the world. That's one of the things that is a tenet of our faith is to repair the world. And all that means is that we just want to do good by everybody. You know, we just want to do good by we want to give to charity. We want to help out our friends. We want to help out our family. We just want to do good by everybody we can. And all my Christian friends um, are living a life of servitude where they are trying to repair the world also and do good by everybody. And everybody I know that a real Christian is doing the same thing. They're just trying to do good by everybody on an everyday, everyday basis. And, you know, I just want to say that if you're friends with anybody who's Jewish right now, they really need your support because it's becoming scary out there. I'll be honest. And, um, you know, it's, it's not like, it's not a world that I have ever had to live in before. And it's not a world that I want to live in. And it's sure not a world that I want my kids to live in. You know, we went trick or treating last night, just like you guys went trick or treating. You know, we do, we're, we're the same people. We do the same thing. You know, there, there's no conspiracy plot to take over the world, to control the banks or any of that bull crap. You know, if there was, wouldn't be, you know, broke and, and you know, barely getting by just like everybody else. Uh, it's it's just uh, it's just a sad state of affairs. And, you know, I just want to say that uh, the, I don't believe that the majority of our nation is like that. I think that the skinheads and Nazis are emboldened. I think the majority of our nation are the real Americans who went to Germany and liberated the Jewish people and have always stood side to side with us. Um, and, and we've always loved each other and we've always done right by each other. Um, not the skinheads and Nazis and the fascists that we see, um, you know, at these rallies at the Charlottesville and, and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, now I guess these uh, white nationalists, they call them, making these bots that do anti-Semitic slurs on the Internet. And, 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 you know, it's not even real people. It's like a computer doing it. And they're just trying to get everybody riled up. But just remember that, you know, we're just people like you are. You know, we're just human beings like you are. And we're just trying to do the same thing that everybody else is trying to do. And, you know, anyway, I just, I don't know what to say about it, man. It's, it's like, I'm at a loss for words, but I just want everybody to know that, that I, I don't feel like this is who America is. And I don't think that this is going to persist. I think that the true Americans are going to prevail and we are going to get our country back to where it needs to be eventually. It's just going to take us a little time to get there.
So, with that being said, I guess we are going to um, call back in real quick to Tim and get him on here. Okay, so with that being said, I guess we dropped uh, Tim on the call there. So I guess that's going to be the end of the uh, Razorback podcast hog call for the week. If you haven't done it yet, go ahead and uh, like us on Facebook. That's going to help us out a lot. And another thing that would uh, that would help us out just a ton, if you wouldn't mind doing it, would be to uh, – just comment on iTunes, and if you're going to be betting this weekend, go ahead and use my bucket. Use promo code HOGCALL. Uh, make yourself some money. They're going to uh, match what you put in to my bucket. So if you put in $50, they're going to match that 100% up to $1,000. So if you put in 50 you're going to get another $50 match. So you'll have $100 to bet with. So go ahead and put that in there and have some fun with uh, – with that. All right. Have a wonderful night.